Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Recording. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganser, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learnt from it. And this week, we are talking about feeling like quitting, second jobs and resting. But first, howdy doody, Phoebe. Howdy doody, Julie. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Actually, I kind of feel annoyingly happy tonight and I don't know if that's just some sort of delirium <laughs> from being so tired or what, but that's that's where I'm at. That's good. It's good to feel happy. Yeah. I don't know what's come over me. I've had um, – my youngest has been quite sick this week and so there's not been heaps of sleep. Mm. But last night I got like five uninterrupted hours in a row. <laughs> there were people out there that are like, Without children going five hours in a row and you're happy. <laughs> it was unusual this week, trust me. Yeah. Um, five so I haven't hours. had heaps of time in the studio this week, which was, I had certainly had moments where that I found that really tough. Mm. Um, I had my oldest fourth birthday, so that was oh, quite yeah. nice. Oh my gosh, I forgot to like message you on Tuesday and say happy birthday to him. Bad, um, bad auntie slash friend. <laughs> So we had three of his friends over on the weekend. We only we only maimed two of them. What do you mean? <laughs> one of them fell off his desk and the other one got a blood nose while on the trampoline. Oh, wow. <laughs> two out of three. Uh, Doing good. <laughs> Did he have fun though? Uh, he had a really nice time. He was super happy. Oh, so that was that was really nice. Like we, we had a nice birthday. Yeah. Um, and I've just been burning through the podcast right now Mm -hmm. um i had some great suggestions from flappers this week actually Mm. i think it's because i've been listening to them while i've been trying to resettle my bub Mm. and then also listening to them in the um while i'm in the studio while i'm painting i just have been i feel like i've had something in my ears constantly which has actually been really good because it's 
helped keep me focused. And I've actually, I've, in the last couple of weeks since we last talked, I've been really cracking on with the clouds. Yeah. Where I my just, kids haven't been sick. I've been which seeing been great. They look so exciting. I'm really, oh, I love your clouds. Anyway, I know. You know I love your clouds. But <laughs> I think that's where part of my buzz is coming from, is I've been enjoying that. And mm-hmm. I have been taking um, our advice from our last podcast. And I have been walking most days, which has been really nice for my You've been what, most health. days? walking oh nice oh good yeah um and I feel like that has made a significant difference to me which has been good and when do when are you choosing to do that uh so in the mornings and when my son my youngest son normally has his morning nap I used to take that 30 minutes (laughs) and try and get into the studio and now I'm just putting him in the buggy and getting out I've got a covered buggy so it's fine for all weather and just walking for half an hour 40 minutes which has been really, really nice. Oh, well, I'm really glad that you're taking your own advice or our (laughs) own advice and that it's making a difference. You definitely look happier this week. You Hmm. sound, you know, you sound like Julie of old. That's got a bit of spark back. had a few hairy days over the weekend where literally I didn't get more than 40 minutes sleep at a time and I just felt like a zombie. So today it's, it's nice. painful. That, was... that is actually why they call it torture, isn't it? Oh, God, sleep deprivation is... It's not... It's, it is the yeah. worst. I've been there and I've got the T-shirt and so I can I can very much empathise. Um, and how's your week been going? <sighs> yeah, it's not too bad. It's been... It's busy. It's the school holidays here, winter school holidays, and it's just a bit of a challenge with rain and <laughs> more rain. <laughs> And three children, and it's not my favourite time of year. I'm, I'm just naturally not someone that likes being cold or wet. Mm. My two younger children, we went away, went to um, visit some friends who live in Tauranga. We were staying with friends, so it was really nice because they, like, welcomed us in and, you know, immediately the kettle was on and a cup of tea in my hand and followed by a glass of wine. And <laughs> so it was it was lovely. And we know the, these friends so well that they feel like family, really. And so, it was, you know, you just totally relaxed. But we listen to lots of podcasts in the car, so that we listen to a lot of kids' podcasts. I'll I'll put some of them in the show notes actually um, for anyone that's got kids and wants to do car journeys. Because I tell you what, it really helped me concentrate on the journey, and it kept them really quiet and engaged, and it made the journey I think feel a lot less long to mm. have because they were quite good. They were quite good lengths, like between sort of fifteen twenty minutes, half an hour kind of thing nice but they were and they were aimed at kids but they were really you know like just fun stuff like what's better waffles or pancakes you know like (laughs) or how how a black hole's made and what happens if you go into one and you know all these kind of random stuff I can't remember the names now off the top of my head um but yeah I'll pop them in because if you're a parent and you want to keep kids squirrel them away for the future so yeah it was lovely to get away and do something different so that first week of the holidays went really really quick and but like you know fun-filled memories and stuff and yeah it was it was it's always nice to do stuff like that because I don't know I didn't used to feel confident to do things like that on my own and now I feel like having done it I've done it a couple times now gone away by myself with the two younger ones and it gets a bit easier each time so you do feel a bit like super mum by the time you get back like yay I actually have gone around the world with them by myself to England quite a few times. So actually, yeah, <laughs> I, I just am so wowed by that. Um, but I don't drive in this country and, you know, do that yeah. much by myself. Like sitting in a plane doesn't seem 
to me as daunting as driving a car with them in for some reason. Mm. But yeah, I haven't really done much else apart from a little bit of packaging of small pieces of artwork. And then today I have been doing some prep for my first kids art workshop that I'm going to be doing on Thursday. So by the time this comes out, I'll have done it. I hope it goes all right, future me. I (laughs) I hope you do a good job. I'm so excited for you. I just think it's such a great idea. And I mean, it's school holidays. You're going to have your daughter with you for the first session, I think, which is... And then my oldest son, hopefully for the second. Do you know what I mean? So you're doing something for your kids and with your kids and for other kids Mm. as well. And at the same time, meeting some of your needs and goals. Yeah. Well, I think think it's one of those things where sometimes it doesn't like an opportunity kind of presents itself at the right time because I Mm. hadn't um felt a confident enough to ever really do something like this for quite a long time before even though people would ask you know would you ever do that and you should do that you know the you should suggestions that people love to tell you or the can you do this and you think oh no I don't really want I don't want not Mm. feel very ready to do that even though you think well you why not for you like why not do it kind of like but just <sighs> haven't been ready it wasn't until someone who's still on the committee kind of basically reached out to me and said oh do you know mm. do you did you know you could still hire the you know you can still hire the space and I was like oh well, yeah oh yeah no I didn't well I did but I forgot classic mm. classic civ brain over here <laughs> completely forgot um and it's really reasonable to hire well, because she kind of actually, I think she first said, oh, would you be willing to do a workshop? We could pay you X amount to do a workshop. And then I thought, well, if, 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 depends on how many people come, because if this amount of people come, then that's not very much that I'm getting. You know what I mean? And I thought, mm. well, if I, based on the last workshop that I did, if I, then I could, you know, I'd get more if I charge people like individually a price. It would work. Mm. It work out better for me. So I s- sort of said, "Could I just hire the room rather than just work it all on myself, and then I don't have to be liaising with people, and it's all on me to just do it, and not, you know?" And you've got a bit more control over the numbers that way too. Exactly, and um, I can decide on the amount. Like I'd rather have less people but charge a bit more rather than you know mm. cram it full. But so yeah, I went and had a look around the space again, and. You know, like with fresh eyes, with the kind of eyes of like, oh, I could use this as a room to do something in. It felt so much bigger and better than I'd remembered it, you know. And it's got everything you need, you know, it's got a really great big sink and like it's got the toilets, it's got a little kitchenette, it's got all the chairs and tables. It's even got easels and stuff if you needed that too. Um, so it's, And it's really light, it's got big windows. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is perfect. Um you know, but I just think sometimes these opportunities perhaps don't, you know, you, you, I don't know, like I hadn't needed that before and then suddenly I kind of did and then that was, it was in front of me. So, so yeah, so I thought, okay, it's quite last minute, I might see if anyone's interested in doing a kids art workshop and of course now I'm like turning people away because it's got to the point where there's too many people wanting to do the session which is which is always a nice 
feeling to you know that's not nice sign. not nice to turn people away that's not nice but nice to be nice that it's popular yeah nice that it's not been like tumbleweed and only my kids <laughs> doing it and maybe one friend that I could rope in yeah and I'm really excited I um you know obviously nervous that I like I want to do a good job mm. I don't want to overthink I'm trying not to overthink of it I said to you earlier my inner perfectionist I could feel it creeping in and 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 trying to make things more complicated than they needed to be and I was like no this will be fine this this what I've decided to do is enough yeah I feel well that's progress yeah yeah it is progress it's progress that I've noticed it you know just noticing that awareness that self-awareness yeah of like me kind of stressing over something and then hang on a minute why are you stressing about this oh well I'm stressing because I know that one of the parents is a has got an art background and then therefore they might judge me if they think that this isn't a this is a naff idea and mm. then that's where that perfectionism is a fear of judgment of and you're like oh hang on okay well we put that to one side is the idea you're doing rubbish no not really it's not it's good I think it's a nice idea I so, think it's fantastic and I think that it's kind of it's nice f- for me to hear anyway that you have that fear of what other people think as well because I know it certainly pops up for me a lot and it's oh yeah I think it's I do think it's natural yeah especially when it's like your local community I don't want to I don't want a load of parents walking around going oh that was rubbish like she calls Mm. herself an artist but kids came home with some old bit of tat and I don't can't even put it on the fridge it's so bad (laughs) like then you think oh well I'll have to make it I have to make them all turn out amazingly and you've got no control over how other kids art turns out because (laughs) let's face it it's probably not going to be great (laughs) yeah I know I mean, it will be what it will be. But if they go and they have Fun. a really good time, yeah. And I feel like you've got a good enough understanding about kids from yeah. your own kids and how long their attention spans is, yeah. and what they will take in, what they won't, how to guide them, yeah. that they will have a good time. I hope so. I did go through a phase when I was younger. Not younger. Like, sorry. I did go through a phase when last week. like no honestly like before I had my daughter but like maybe when I had two kids when I was thinking how can I make some money and do something and I I said hey maybe I could be a children's entertainer like a clown (laughs) that goes to parties (laughs) how much money the wiggles make I know he was like he's never let me like you know when you say one thing as a flippant comment and he's never let me live it down you clown it (laughs) I do love kids energy and I do love it when they Mm. I think because I'm not very serious and I'm a bit silly and I don't mind making fun of myself and just like so I think kids feed off that a bit they like adult that's not too serious it's like Mm. a bit of a it's a bit naughty for an adult to not be (laughs) serious adults are supposed to be proper and like teachers you know like but but I never was very good at that I mean I can be serious (laughs) with my kids I'm sure (laughs) I don't think they'd they'd be like mum you a clown (laughs) Uh, I can't juggle. I would have been a terrible. I don't know. (laughs) Oh god, so silly. I'm gonna get you a squirty flower for Christmas this year. Thank you. And a red and a red nose. (laughs) And a mustache and an onion. Quite the picture. (laughs) Oh god. This kind of ties into the topic this week because I have been you know thinking of ways that I can kind of um diversify my income stream (laughs) to kind of sugarcoat the word and 
this opportunity did seem like one that I could gain from as well as mm. giving something back and if it works out then hopefully I can carry on doing a few more in the future. So at some stage during the week I remember you saying that you've been feeling like giving up and quitting mm. and you I think you put something on threads as well this week just saying does anyone mm. else ever feel like quitting and I thought I wonder if by quitting you mean giving up art altogether if you w- would feel like you had quit if you just had to get another job to supplement your income I think I was meaning like giving up <laughs> and then running away and living in a cave by myself <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't have a problem with the thought of getting another another job to supplement my income the problem is that it's quite tricky with the three children that I've got and with their neurodivergences and with my husband's job and the way he works and the hours he works and, you know, like he's mm. he's away this week at the moment, you know, in Auckland for a few days. And we don't have any family here at all in, in, yeah. in New Zealand. And my skill set being, so I'm not a qualified teacher in this country. So finding a job that fits around school hours school term times you know is flexible will work when I've got children that are sick or I've got you know schools having a strike or non-pupil contact days and all of these things that happen with three children at three different schools I think I might have had one week this year where all three of them went to school for an entire five days mm. and so it's very easy for people to say oh just get another job show me the job that I can do then in those unless I work for myself and I'm in charge of the hours it's really really hard to find a job that I can do that I'm not going to then let down that company or that person you know that business and yes there are things maybe like dog walking or cleaning or something like that that I've thought about those things then I think to myself well in all honesty, do do I think that, that that job is going to be worth giving up what I do currently for? Mm-hmm. Like, will that income make giving up this be worth it for my mental health, for everything? So, and the, and the yeah. answer is no. Like, when I put it like that, if I could go out and do relief teaching in a school for a few days here and there, that would be that would be great. That would be ideal. But unless I do another year of teacher training to get my qualification certified here, I can't do that. And I don't have any other, like I'm not actually a secret neurosurgeon, believe it or not, (laughs) or bilingual or like have any special skills other than clowning or (laughs) (laughs) so when I get to that stage where I think, okay, well, I haven't sold a piece of work in X number of weeks or... I'm worried because I know that these two bills are coming up. And that's when I think, oh gosh, I feel like a massive failure because I've chosen to go down the path of doing this, I don't know, like so unsecure, volatile career, for want of a better word. No, but it is. There's no superannuation. There's no Mm -hmm. sick pay. There's no benefits. There's no guarantees. There's no safety. It's, you know, all these things. There's, There's all these things it doesn't have. And yet has this one amazing thing 
I really feel for you when I can hear you not think about why you started doing art in the first place. Do you know, like it was such a relief for you and it gave you so many things when you started doing it. And now it's not doing what you need it to do in this moment. And that's not your fault. That's the circumstances that you're in. And I I get that you're saying there isn't another better option to sort of take its place. Mm. But I almost feel like art can do a lot of the things that you needed it to in terms of flexibility and Mm. being your own boss and it has so many detrimental things Mm. and I see and get those too Mm. and I was listening to something today where someone was talking about be wary of the people that bolster you up and almost say it'll be all right just keep just keep going and I realized that I've said that to you a lot in the past six months (laughs) because I'm always saying to you please don't quit I I would be so devastated if you quit (laughs) because I love your work and I just know that it's going to do well because I do believe you're an incredible talent. And then when I think about in terms of advice for people of making it work when things get tough and you've got to pay bills, Mm. I cannot think of a better example. I look at the things that you've done to try and make your business to make ends meet. So from making small artworks, making paper artworks, launching your Substack, doing your online course, doing in-person courses, the world keeps throwing stuff at you. And I know that it's been really, really tough and I can see it in your face at the moment. But I've said it to you before, like I wish you could see what I see in terms of an incredibly strong person who is trying to make it work. And I'm always in awe of how willing you are to just go, all right, I'm going to do a kid's course. And I know that it has been a really upsetting few weeks and you've been, and I can understand and I think it is really understandable that it's getting on top of you a little bit. But I wish I could show you what I see and how amazing you are for finding all of these different ways to keep the creative career going and to keep it ticking over and that you haven't. I tried listening to Mel Robbins this week while you were away and I had no one to talk to. (laughs) And she was talking about the fact that you were bigger than your fuck it moment, like the moment where Mm. you hit the wall and you just think, fuck it, I can't do it anymore. And I feel like you've had a few of those moments in the last few months where it's just like, is it worth it? Do I keep going? Because I feel like the world just keeps making it more difficult. And you've shown that you're bigger than that over and over and over again this year. I don't want to quit. I just sometimes worry that I should quit because I should put my family's financial situation as priority and it's selfish of me to not do that you know that's what I think and then I think well but then I think well what can I do because I don't know and I I know that you and a lot of people me included are often it's very easy to also discount what you need like what's your happiness worth yeah and then I just then I think then that's when it feels like a crushing weight of uselessness Mm. I've when we put up that question box saying that we wanted to talk about this this week, we have never, ever had so many responses. And I think that would be a really interesting thing for the listeners to know is just how common it is for people to feel like that. And I think that it's especially hard at the moment. I've got to say, I think I'm really lucky that I started before social media was yeah. quite so prevalent because – I think in a world where you so often see people talking about their salad exhibitions and their six-figure salaries, I often see people put up there, what I made this month selling my art. And all I can think of is, do you know how much a normal person's art wage fluctuates? I get that there is some benefit in people being like transparent with what they make so that people know they've got something to aspire to. Mm. But I also find it incredibly 
unhelpful for people to think they can quit their job, start making art and just start turning a six-figure salary. Or that, or that that's the norm. Today I found that art document from Creative New Zealand and I'll share it in the newsletter. The average creative, they call it creative professional, mm. the average income is 37000 something like that. In do- New Zealand dollars? What's in New Zealand dollars. That now, in- that was a creative professional. Now, most creative professionals, that's a pretty broad term, so okay. you're looking at a whole bunch of different careers within that, also has a second job. Right. So when you take out that second job, so let's estimate that that's at least part-time, you're looking at a more average income of about 19000 That's Let's just do that into – sorry, because a lot of people will not be from New Zealand. So that's, that's um, about 11000 thousand seven hundred and fifty US dollars or nine thousand pounds nine thousand pounds a year um and that's or seventeen thousand Australian dollars or ten thousand euro that's like gonna get you through coffees a week I'm not saying it's not worth doing no. because but that's just the reality of like a lot of people it's a really hard time when you keep looking at people making it like that and comparing yourself to them not to come up and think how am I not making that or yeah and I've got for a lot of reasons I'm probably not a great person to look up to if you're looking for someone who is incredibly successful monetary wise with painting because it's not been earning big bucks has not been my priority Mm. not that it's not been my priority it's also just not been a possibility with the way that I work like I've Mm. built my career up really slowly over time and I've transitioned out of other jobs really slowly over time I think over the last 15 years because of the way that I work, my average painting, which is about a metre by a metre, would come in at about six grand. If I can do 12 of those a year and then you take off 45% in commission, mm. you end up with about 40K. Yeah. Then you remove the costs yeah. and then you remove taxes yeah. and you're not left with much. And that's someone who a lot of people look at me and go, oh, you're so successful. And I think, well, I love it yeah. and it works for me yeah. and I'm happy doing it and I love it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Not rolling around in I'm the not using four bills. ply tissue paper yet. Toilet yeah. paper yet. <laughs> no, it would be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. Must um, be nice. I can't even get this thing right. <laughs> <laughs> but I and I think that it like we don't talk about money much. And at some stage I think we'll probably dig into the pricing side of yeah. things more. But leaving that aside, it can be really tough at the moment, I think, mm. for a lot of people when at sort of the way that sometimes an average income will work for someone who's been in it for a long time and then say for example this year I know that a lot of gallery sales are really slowing down it's tough and there are people out there that are going to probably have to look for a second job and who might have to take on some other work and that's the thing that's that's when I feel like my back is against the wall because I go to myself well I've looked at Seek and unless I want to work at Burger King I don't know what I can, but you're doing the other work, Phoebe. This is. It feels like someone's put a rocket up my bum, and I'm like, mm. okay, what can I do? But then, uh, you know, I don't want to start to just scrabble about and look desperate. I don't want to be that person and that makes desperate moves and I... not thought through and not rational moves. You know, I think the hard thing is, is when your back is up against the wall and you really need to make a sale, is when it can be the hardest to sell. Yeah. Because I think sometimes it comes across to people mm. in this time of where we're at financially, sometimes taking the pressure off yourself and doing some other work, whether it's teaching a course, mm. whether it's going back and doing some graphic design, mm. taking the pressure off selling your artwork can be the right move. Yeah. Like there can be a real 
liberation yeah. in letting go of some of that mm. financial dependency on your art. Yeah, definitely. Like just so I've, I'm going to be helping a friend who, who's going away soon with a little bit of her business and doing some of her social media managing and stuff while she's away you know and that's something that you think I'll really enjoy and you know it'll be really nice because I know I'll be helping her out and doing her a big favor but you know she'll also give me some money for doing it so obviously we've both got something out of that but it'll be nothing to do with art and so in a way quite a sort of freeing thing to just be like that's another thing that you could look at is how could you help other people with their social media it's a real skill of yours I know so many people that can't translate what they need to say on social media into text the way that you do Mm. and still imbue it with some personality and some humor and I feel like you think you've got no translatable skills but you're using them and you're already like you're already saying yes to the things Mm. I don't want people to think oh god you're just having a pity party I'm not I'm no you're not and I'm not I, saying oh I'm gonna quit please oh message me and tell me not to you know like I'm not <laughs> I don't want to give up I can't give up I can't have got this far and see the gains that I've made and then quit I can't but not quitting is not the same as as feeling like mm. giving up that's what I think I, I it's like I feel sometimes not every day yeah. not all the time but every now and then something will happen when I feel like giving up I tell you what, I listened to some of this stereophonics the other day. Have you, did you listen to them? No. Well, they're just like a, I do need some newbies. Okay, well, I'll link this song in the show notes. I used to listen to them ages ago in the kind of like early 2000s, maybe late eight, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and there's one song that came on. So it's called A Thousand Trees and there's a line in it. And it just, you know, when you hear something with different ears from when you were in your 20s or whatever. And the line mm-hmm. is, only takes one tree to make a thousand matches and it only takes one match to burn a thousand trees and I just thought wow do you know what artists we're like the trees you know we can keep growing we can keep producing we can make so much and the only thing that's going to stop us is death really inevitably Mm. and yeah sometimes it's that one match that does undoes all of that good work Mm. like it's in our nature to kind of forget all of the good things very quickly they don't stick in our memories or our brains as well but the negative thing that might happen which might be not 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 getting a sale Mm. you know or a or a negative comment or or someone you you know someone asks for a quote on a commission and then they ghost you or they turn you down or you know all of those little Mm -hmm. things Those are the things that can literally feel like a, you know, that it's a match. It's and it's just lit and boom. All of your kind of work and all of your kind of uh, successes and all of the good things that you've produced, they all feel suddenly irrelevant. And all you can think about is the one lit match that someone's just thrown in front of you. I think that that's what I am saying in 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 a way is not that I not that I want to give up because I don't I do I, you know I absolutely don't want to give up being an artist it's like it's you just want to put out the match I just want to put out the fucking match have you ever thought about giving up Julie <laughs> god yeah so many times and when I think back to when I started like when I started pursuing art again I was not sure if I could do it how to do it I had a mortgage and I just knew that I could not pay the bills with my art. And out of art school, I had no idea. 
mm. how to sell art in order to make a living off, which is why I just sort of ignored trying to pursue that for such a long time. Mm. And even since then, I remember I sat down and I thought, well, how much, how many works do I need to sell each month in order to pay my mortgage? And I just I figured out really quickly that I couldn't do it. I remember I had that exhibition of nudes. Mm. In my head, it went really badly. It was after them where I really thought about, again, can I do this? I don't know if this is for me. I had thought that I really I really wanted it so bad. And I remember leaving that exhibition and it hadn't been a total – in my head it was a disaster. Mm. But I think back and I'm like, oh, I sold two paintings. That's not a bad for your first exhibition considering yeah. I had no idea how to market a show or do any of that sort of stuff back then. I didn't really have a following. It was all just friends and family. Like that's not that's not bad. Yeah. But to me it was devastating because I knew right then and there that I couldn't quit my job. Yeah. My real job, which is kind of like the opposite of the question that we're asking today. But since then, so many times I've thought, God, this would be so much easier if I just went back to back into fashion mm. and didn't have to think about earning money. And I've got to say I'm in an incredibly privileged position because we can pay our mortgage from my husband's salary. And I know that that is a real privilege. And there's been sacrifices that we've made in order to make that happen. Because mm. there are still months like this year, it has been quite a long time since I've sold a big work. So we've been like, mm. the money that I've made has not been that much so far. And you haven't had a chance to do commissions really because you've been doing your exhibition work. But I do know my finances well enough that I know that I've got a few commissions coming up. And so there will be money coming in again. Mm. But I also, I think it's worth being transparent enough to say that we talk about my commission list a lot. I don't have that many people on my commission list. I probably only take six to eight a year because I don't want to put that much pressure on myself Mm. to create because I create quite slowly. And I do still want to have that space where I can create pieces to give to a gallery, even though financially it would probably be better for me to do more commissions and have that list be a little bit shorter because I feel like I do miss out sometimes because there's quite a long wait. But for me, so to do all commissions and then not really enjoy my work as much, it's not Mm. a worthwhile enough trade-off. And so on years like this year where I'm doing a whole year of work that I get to choose for an exhibition, that to me is also worth the gamble of I might not make that much money this year. Yeah. It's taken me 15 years to get to the point where I've got a little bit saved up that I can afford to do that. Mm. And I think I think if there was one thing I wanted to get across and I was – I might still do it. I've been thinking about writing down the steps it took and how long it took me to transition out of other careers and other mm. jobs into painting because I think sometimes – it's nice to hear a real story yeah. instead of just... I think the thing as well, though, is a lot of people have come at it like the way I have, where I didn't transition out of another job. My other job was mm. being a full-time mum. And so I think then I went, because I went from that to doing art, so I went from nothing to making something. But I, I just think to speak to those people out there that maybe are in a similar position to me, like I guess what I'm trying to say is that... It's, you need to remember that it's not your fault. It's not mm-hmm. something that you're doing wrong. It's not because you've suddenly got work. I, I I look at my work and I think I haven't got worse in the past. Two. I haven't got worse, I'm sure, at painting in the last year. God, no. You know, I might have changed my kind of style, like, you know, and my subject matter and things, but I don't think I've got worse 
at painting, but everything has just taken a downturn. And so... And I think that if you do have to take up some work that's not painting or not drawing or whatever mm. your your chosen craft is, that that doesn't mean that you've quit. No. Like quit doesn't have to, doesn't, if you're not just making full time, that doesn't mean it's not any no. less worthy. And I think it is so important that people, I think, realistically look at their finances without it being emotionally and figure out what they need to do so that yeah. they can meet their needs financially yeah. without I think sometimes when your identity gets caught up in what you do mm. so I know that for me sales have really really slowed down but I'm not at the point where I'm like I have to I'm gonna have to go back and do some graphic design or mm. go back and do some planning and some finance work or whatever but if I did, I know that it would be really tough and I would it would be my pride that would take a bit of a hit of what would people think if, you know, that mm. I'm not good enough and I've had to go back yeah. and do other work. But if it had to be done, I think in the back of my head I'd have to keep reminding myself it's just temporary. Yeah. I can inch my way back even yeah. if it's slowly, even if it's just a couple of hours a week at a time and then easing down with work a couple of hours a week it's okay to do that if it takes the pressure off and that doesn't make you any less of an artist. Yeah. yeah, it's not like doing doing something else part-time or doing art part-time or not even part-time but like, you know, less. That's not quitting. That's just pivoting. That's just doing something else as a need, you know, as a as a needs basis. But just because you've had to let it go right now doesn't mean you can't pick it up again. Like your art will always be there. Yeah. I just, I know that it's it's very easy to say, but knowing how hard be- it was for me to not, you know, how when I stopped, the place that I went to. Hmm. I think I know that yeah. one of the listeners wrote in and said it's really difficult to listen to people give you advice when they're not in that situation mm. right now. And I did say I get that it's it's easy to say those things almost with yeah. rose coloured glasses on saying It's just the I, thought of like for me, the thought of just saying, right, okay, well I can't do this, so I'm gonna go and do this and not you know, and then I've still got my family and I've still got my commitments and da 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 so that will probably mean not doing much art on any art. I did that once before and I ended up in a very unhealthy Mm. place. And so I think that's part of what I get triggered by, the thought of having to give up the thing that, like, pretty much saved me. (sighs) Like, it's just a really uncomfortable thought to just think, how would I? It's like saying, just hold your breath until things improve. Mm. Actually, I can't hold my breath for that long yeah because i'll suffocate and i know that sounds a bit melodramatic but you know everybody's going to feel differently on an individual basis but i know how how not how (laughs) how sad and depressed i got and how bad my anxiety got when i wasn't painting Mm. and how how much i don't want that to happen again you know i didn't sort of set out as like i want to make this my career it just sort of gradually happened you know and Mm. then now it sort of is I don't know I'm not in terrible terrible like it's not the worst 
you know, things are still selling. And I know I've got the tenacity to make it work and I will find a way and I will every now and then it just it feels heavy and and, mm. and scary and you know you just I keep think thinking it's... like what if they put the price of food and petrol and interest rates up again like what if then then yeah. more people will stop buying art and then I will have even less money to pay for things that are even more expensive it's hard not to see the worst case scenario all the time when it doesn't seem so far-fetched at the moment. Yeah. And then that makes you kind of lose sight of the things yeah. you've enjoyed. I'm sorry, mate. No, it's all right. I don't know. It's good. I think listening to that podcast today, you know, when uh, that you sent me with from Glennon Doyle when she was, uh, what's it, We Can Do Hard Things, um, when she was talking about it can be yes and rather than this or that. Mm. And I think the line in it that I resonated with the most was at the end they brought up, um, they said it was the original definition of quitting was to be set free from, to be calm, to rest. If we reframe it, it's a bit like reframing sort of failure as a kind of stepping stone to success. If you go, oh, I'm not kind of, I don't feel like quitting. I feel like resting or or releasing myself from this at the Mm. moment. Absolutely. And instead of putting so much more pressure on myself to do this, I'm just going to rest from it and do something else. Mm. And it doesn't mean like as in sit about and in sort of apathy and do, you know, like sad, like I I, I need to, because, you know, if you need to still make money, then that's, you need to find something else. Pressing pause and resting from your art is not a finite thing, mm. and and it's not, and it feels so much more friendly and kind of, I don't know, like positive to to think of it as a kind of pause. And I think, as much as it was really devastating to hear you talk about what it would mean for you to have to give up art before. I think if we flip it on its head, and I know that that's that whole maybe maybe I'm seeing too much of the positive, mm. but it's realizing how much art and your creative career means to you, mm. like the lengths that you'll go to keep it, and I think that's yeah. why you are so tenacious in trying to find a way forward. Like it means so much mm. to you, and I think that is the thing to hold on to. Yeah, it, yeah. to have a passion like that is. It's like when you've been ill, you know, and you you suddenly are like, just oh my gosh, when I'm gonna get, I, I'm when you're wet, well again, you're like, I'm taking vitamin C every day and I'm exercising and I, I, I never want to let go of that wellness again, you know. Mm. You just realize you re, you when you're in the, the 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 thick of sickness, you kind of suddenly realize how much you value wellness. Yeah. And when you're when I'm in this place of like, oh, everything's gone a bit tricky and a bit like less easeful as it used to be but I still but you know I still love the art side yeah and I want to protect that and I want to keep I don't want to lose sight of that it's it's hard because it is tied up with the financial side now yeah 
And I mean, I get it. I get that that positivity is not going to pay the bills, but I feel like that happiness and that passion is, it's not worth nothing. No, no. Well, if I didn't, if it didn't mean anything, you'd just walk away, wouldn't you? Do we want to wrap it up there? Yeah. Have you got any other final thoughts that you wanted to? Know that you're not alone. Know that it's not your fault that things are tricky right now. Know that you're not a failure if you do have to press pause. And, yeah, I just think, you know, this too shall pass. It can't stay like this forever, can it? Well, I think we've still got loads and loads of questions from listeners um, that came through. Uh, like, Like we said, we've never really had so much response to a subject before. Um, so I think that's probably going to be a whole other episode on its own. Uh, this one does so. feel quite long already, although I'm pretty sure Julie's going to have to edit out about 15 minutes of me crying. <laughs> uh, I think we should just call this cry like an artist. <laughs> um, okay. Have we got any, what do we do now? Ko-fi thank yous? Um, so we've got a few Ko-Fi thank yous today. So thank you so much to Wendy, Jude, Michelle, Paula, Maureen, Karen, Grayin, Jan, Caroline, and Anne. Wow, um, that's your so support many. means so much to us and it's so lovely. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so other shout outs for today. So our first one is Natalie Holland. <laughs> Can't get my words out. Art shout outs. So the first one for today is Natalie Holland, who is at One Piece Designs NZ. And she said, I'm exhibiting at the Mags art show for the first time. It runs from July 28th to 30th. So if you're in Auckland, pop along and check out the works from existing and emerging artists plus top Mags students. So head along to that one and show her some support if you can. So the other Shout out is for Ian Lawson at Lawson Tree Wood Art and Hone Reed Photography. Uh, so they are participating in Nakao, which is a new pop-up shop and exhibition space with David Cameron, Hone Reed, Jason Akuhata Brown, Ian Lawson, um, and they are using the upholstery shop while the owner is out of town and the pop-up shop runs till the end of August. It is in Winery Road, Gisborne, opposite the Raglan Roast. So that's local to me. Yay, I will pop along. Um, thanks Ian so thank you for joining us today I know this one was a bit more of a serious one and it is something that is popping up for a lot of people right now please tell us what you think what you're experiencing come along to the Facebook group and we can maybe have a discussion over there which is probably possibly a bit more private than on Instagram Uh, please make sure you like follow share do all of the things I know we ask every week and it can be really um annoying when people ask the same thing over and over again (laughs) (laughs) but we ask so that the um podcast can remain getting traction and hopefully we can keep it ticking along and reach more people like you um yeah i think next week as well i just wanted to say this um threads threads is a new instagram app that's just one no it's a new app owned by zuckerberg so it's of the instagram family that some of you may have heard about or joined um, we've joined we've started one over a uh, fail like an artist one I haven't been in it much because it's tricky to swap between them um i still haven't figured that no, out no <laughs> but uh i just thought i'd say something about it because someone did say are you going to discuss threads 
Um, it's only been uh, it's only been running a few days, so I think give it we'll give it another week to kind of get our heads around it. And um, next week, perhaps when we do the questions, uh, we might have a little mini discussion Preamble. around threads. Then, um, so yeah, if you have any thoughts or comments about that, perhaps send us a DM. Um, because yes, it's like you know, curveball. I didn't know it was coming, and it just appeared, ping, and then suddenly it's everywhere, and everybody's talking about threads. Um, so I just thought I'd pop that in. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks, Julie, for um, thanks, Phoebe, always being so kind and and um, supportive and reassur- reassuring me whenever I have a wobble, which <laughs> all the time. Um, I really do appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. Anyway, five weeks. Yay. We get to see each other in five weeks. <laughs> okay. All right, fam. On that note, time for bed. All right, see you next week, Flat Fam. Keep failing. Bye. Bye. Aka Aka Okay. Here's our little mate. Hey, she wasn't there All before. Right. No, I forgot to record. It's going well. <laughs>